0: Welcome to Tiger Pops Podcasts, a place to dissect, analyze, and swoon over the webtoon Midnight Poppyland. Every week, we'll go through another episode and break down character development, relationship aggression, plot, symbolism, body language, and more. And of course, we'll be bringing out those tinfoil hats for some theory time. Every week, we'll be joined by sharp-witted, detail-obsessed, and dare I say, thirsty fans ready to tackle the latest gem. Let the analysis begin. So, hi everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of Tiger Pops. And today I'm joined by Ann Rose and Patty.
1: Hi. All right. Go oh. ahead, Ann Rose. Hi everyone. Good to be back. Glad to be with Patty again. We were together for episodes one and two, so I'm excited to be discussing episode 15. And hi everybody. It's old hat. You know I'm Patty.
2: And I'm actually very excited to talk about episode 15. It's one of my absolute favorites. Although I feel like I say this a lot on this podcast. <laughs> so um, it's hard to pick an absolute favorite. It's like picking a favorite child. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is definitely towards the top.
0: You know, let's um, since we already uh, have been on the podcast a couple of times, maybe I'll start something new. Let's um, say one interesting fact about ourselves oh. as an introduction.
1: Oh that's a good one interesting one interesting thing about me is if it were not for quarantine i would not become super obsessed with webtoons and MPL and the world of web comics so that's one interesting fact that i'm a newbie to this amazing digital web comics yeah that's pretty cool, cool.
2: Yeah, this is a whole new world for me, too. I And rose I know you and I have talked about that quite a bit. Yes. Um, I was definitely a late bloomer when it came to uh, uh, webtoons and just comics in general. So this is, it, it's it's like a whole new world opened up to my brain, and I absolutely love it. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. one interesting fact about me, um, one of the things that cracks me up about this comic that that I kind of hone in on and I know Lily is just like, guys, don't pay too much attention to this detail. And I'm like, but this is my thing um, are the the cars that she has uh, in in the comic because I'm a big car buff. I love vehicles. Um, my husband and I used to do course racing when we were younger and had more free time. <laughs> um. So so like I was there was an episode. God, I think it was at the beginning. It was Quincy's. Uh, Quincy's uh, car that he brings when he goes to pick up Torah and I was, I was batting my head against the wall trying to figure out which kind of car it was and uh, Lily was like I think it's a Ferrari and I'm like okay that makes sense <laughs> so like i like l- l- like um tone in on those those little details just because it's a it's a hobby of mine <laughs>
1: well, that's neat you made that connection
0: Okay, I guess I'll do. My interesting fact, I'll try to relate it to Midnight Populand as well. So this episode, she's right outside a restaurant. So because I eat kosher food, I have never been in an non-kosher restaurant or eaten at a non-kosher place. So oh, wow. I uh, don't have that experience of McDonald's or Olive Garden or whatever. <laughs> or just being able to eat whenever you want, whatever you want.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> anyway. Okay, so episode 15. So the last episode, we had... Poppy has sent Tora a text you know she's standing there waiting for forever and she's uncertain of what to write finally Tora texts her back he's like meet me at the Black Swan at Bistro and Bart 10 p.m don't be late and that's where we start off this episode we start off actually I love how Lily's choice of the first shot is Poppy's shoes mm-hmm. you know she's wearing leggings mm-hmm. she's got these pink shoes with a little flats with a bit of a heel and the there's like some kind of fuzzy creature on front <laughs> with the, I don't know what it is a her, yeah. a unicorn, something cutesy and innocent and, and poppy like
2: Yeah. I, I think it's, um, when I was reading through this episode again, just to kind of jot down my notes, um, I was like, I, I found it so adorable that she's in this like totally casual, totally poppy to the mm-hmm. T of an outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like out in this dark, uh out exterior like you can see a lot of the cool tones like when when poppy's in the dark it's usually because she's in Mm torah's realm um and and so i just i really got a kick out of that because most of the time when she's around torah um or, or when he's in he's in her space it's very warm toned um but now she's kind of entering his domain Uh, but she's still kind of she's got her personality flair here and i just i love those little
1: cutesy shoes they're very poppy and her shirt too (laughs) i'm like i never would have thought to find uh, i never i thought that was very clever of lily like yeah just do it that's such a cool motto and then poppy's like no that's not me i i thought that was funny Right. She's like okay, side fine, note let's just do it
2: <laughs> yeah I just I love that too and I I really think that that kind of speaks to her personality of like I'll do what I need to but like I don't have to I'm not gonna um which like we find out a little bit more about Poppy's personality as the comic goes on and uh we find that she's she's quite the messy <laughs> housekeeper <Yeah. laughs> which yeah. I could relate to I'm not I'm not great at keeping up with clutter and whatnot and she's um you know well you'll find out later i don't <laughs> want to give away too much but um it it's to me it really speaks to her personality
0: <laughs> right and i have to say something really interesting. a lot of fans have made um shirts like this you know with why can't I mean, mm-hmm. just do it and i would just want to announce to the yep. world if you go to the, the tiger pops instagram page or facebook page you will see a picture of me i custom made a shirt that says Aww. why can't pura just do me <laughs>
2: <laughs> Girl. i love that
0: you asked for it, and, and I <laughs> like are you ever going to wear that anywhere I'm like no I just bought it to wear in the house nobody's going to see this but the <laughs> fandom that's it but it was worth it I'm going to see it I'm going to sleep in it I know, I you love know. it
2: <laughs> I love that so much <laughs> that is so funny um and and totally worth it like I got one of those um there was a a gal from Patreon where she asked Lily if she could make these sweatshirts and she did and of course, this was like earlier on when the episode first released, and uh, I jumped on that because I was like, oh, "I want that so bad." <laughs> so I, I got a dark blue one because I'm not like too keen on like light pink, um, but it's it's really cute. And I'm like, I'm st- I'm slowly like between that and red bubble. I'm slowly gathering my fandom <laughs> uh, merch. Uh, it's become it's become a problem.
1: <laughs> nice, I saw that too. I had wanted that sweater, but it was a bit. It was an older post, so I don't think it worked. So, but mm-hmm. maybe Lily Dusk will make it available on Redbubble <laughs> one of these days. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh goodness.
2: The the other thing I want to point out about this this episode. I mean, we see that it we see the the front end of the Black Swan. And it's very obviously this very posh place. And I was just thinking, like, this is the first indication, to me anyway, that Tora is really trying to impress Poppy. Mm. Like, I don't think think that he's consciously doing it. But, like, who asks a girl out to dinner at 10 o'clock at night? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry, that's a date (laughs) in my brain. Um, and, you know, invites her to this really fancy restaurant. And, uh, you know, so to me, like he's trying to impress her in that.
0: And I think also it indicates the amount of money that he has. Mm-hmm. He can come to oh, for sure. There.
2: For sure that he could afford a place like that. And, um, <laughs> and I love how Poppy is like, well, I kind of knew what this place was like. I did some online research, but I didn't really put much stock into it because it's, you know, it's just another upscale place to eat. So clearly, I mean, to me, that kind of speaks to Poppy's more of like the, I like to investigate the hole in the wall, like mom and pop shop type of places.
0: Mm-hmm. And you see that reaction a little bit later. She really does like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, you, for sure. You really see her reaction. She She's looking at it wide-eyed and she's you know she definitely looks out of place right there's this one shot that just demonstrates like this skyscraper and just shows how fancy it is and how intimidating it is
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the next yeah. thing that, you know she's looking at all these people coming out of their cars there's a there's a valet over there who's opening up this fancy car and these elegantly mm-hmm. dressed people are coming out they're wearing evening clothes they've got their hair jump, jump, you know blow dried out they're wearing tuxedos they're you know showing bright skin
2: yeah, these are these are very fancy people. And just because I'm a car buff and I have to bring this up, that's an Audi R eight. Oh
0: yeah, um, yeah. those are,
2: <laughs> those are not cheap cars. I think I was asking my husband today, I was like, How much are those going for these days? And he's like, Oh, they're like a hundred and eighty grand when you first start out. And I'm like, Good grief. So yeah, this is definitely a fancy place. So like I only brought that up to kind of point to the affluence of this area and where he's taken
0: her yeah and is definitely yeah. feeling out of place you know and she says that she's mm-hmm. like, As if my nerves weren't already shot from having to meet him so she's already nervous right now i'm sticking out from the crowd like my life depends on it and she's like i was so exhausted i just grabbed whatever clean clothes i could find mm-hmm. and then... relatable <laughs> <laughs> she says it was apparently her last pair of clean clothes you know yeah yep. she said that and Yeah, absolutely.
2: Like, well, do I do laundry? Like, I'm sincerely wondering when we'll get to see Poppy actually doing her laundry.
0: <laughs> what she will decide to do about that sweater? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but
2: yeah, like, if I think about it, like, she's totally wiped out from this whole day. Because um, I think it was, what, three or four episodes have spanned this particular day <laughs> between, like, her talk with Ardine and... Getting the text from Torah and what we've seen like happen between Torah and Quincy, um, and now it's like it's practically the end of the day, and I'm like, good grief! Like if somebody asked me out for like a ten o'clock dinner, I'd be like, uh, no, that's exactly.
0: <laughs> not <laughs> happening.
2: That's too late.
0: It's the same day that they, you know, chased Mr. Lamb. So yeah, that
2: too. That too. So it's even more than that.
0: Mm-hmm. So she says, you know, I hope that, you know, hope dean was right and that he, you know, is trying to help. And, you know, she's like, listen, I, I got to do what I got to do. She's very practical. She's, she has a purpose. She, mm-hmm. she needs to see Mr. Lamb again for the presentation. So I need to get more information on Mr. Lamb from him, which is interesting. I, I thought she was, you know, wanted to delete the picture rather. I didn't think she was still so focused on the getting information from, about Mr. Lamb from him.
2: Yeah. I think I was kind of surprised by that too, because I thought that that was a primary goal and it ends up actually being a secondary goal for her i think we find out later on not that I, it's not too much of a spoiler but that she you know ultimately she does want him to get rid of the photo but it's not it, it's not like a it's not as big of a deal as you know it, we might mm-hmm. think it is
0: mm-hmm. and one thing i found interesting she, she takes out her phone and you see her conversation with torah First of all, she didn't capitalize Torah. Yeah. I'm very surprised she didn't capitalize Torah, just saying. Or she didn't right. Torah, big thug, or something funny like that. Right. <laughs> <So, laughs> um, you know, you see, it took her um, an hour and a half to respond to his message. She He texted her at yeah. 35, and she responded only at 7 o'clock. She, she was thinking about it. She wasn't sure.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, I get that. I, I would be like, okay, how much do I trust this guy, and do I want to meet him so late at night? By myself, mm-hmm. uh, because I mean, let's be real. I don't know that. I don't know that if I were in her position, that I would feel comfortable doing that. I'd be like, uh, "No, we're meeting for lunch the next day because mm-hmm. I'm wiped out and I don't and know lunch you." Is safe. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I guess that speaks to she's starting to build trust in him because I wouldn't do that mm-hmm. for just anybody.
0: Right. Or how urgent and desperate oh, that she is about you know getting the photo deleted or information about it
2: yeah that is true that's very true but yeah I got I got a crack out that it it took her an hour and a half to get back with him I I, you know judging from the way that he was like squirming and going stir crazy when he was Mm -hmm. just waiting for like what a couple minutes for a return text can you imagine like the pacing he did in his apartment (laughs) or when he was with Quincy (laughs) (laughs) Like I could see him, I could see him stirring like that. Like, are we going to meet? What's going to happen?
0: Yeah, I didn't think about it. Don't um, right? have <laughs> exactly you right, and he wanted because seems like kind of a. a... Yeah. Oh, go no, ahead. No, I
1: just, I, I just judging by the way he looks in the next panel, I think he was prepared to be there. And as Patty was saying, to dress to the nines and just dress to impress. Oh yeah, all these places that. Uh, Poppy has seen him in from the Chevy's restaurant, they're all upscale places. So, I don't know whether or not this the Black Swan Bistro is part of the Balt Human Organization or something, mm-hmm. but it's definitely another world that she is not a part of. Yeah, well, and
2: one of the things that cracks me up about this panel where we first see Tora, um, when he's getting ready to text her back is that you know, sure, he's he's wearing nice clothing. Like, obviously he knows where he's at. Um, but before we found out the actual purpose of the ball cap and I'm not Mm going to bring it up, but, um, I was like, they let him in with a ball cap and he's wearing it like, man, they must really be okay with him just waltzing in and doing whatever the hell he wants. Um, which, you know, I mean, that would make sense if, you know, if you is working there, um, which we find out that a Mm -hmm. little bit later, but, uh, you know, I was like, they just let him walk in because, like, where I'm from, and I don't know if this is a cultural thing where Lily is from or not, but, like, you take off your hat when you're oh. indoors. And oh. uh, he's still wearing it. And, like, on top of that, he's at this really posh restaurant where you wouldn't think that somebody would be wearing a
1: ball cap. That's a good point. I never I West Coast yeah. folks in California, uh-huh. at least in the Bay Area, we've, we're always, we just, we just don't have the, the nice uh, social uh societal things sure. like values i would say that you know with manners and all that stuff we're just in our own world busy and running around uh-huh. dealing with that's interesting dealing with traffic <laughs> <All> that
2: <stuff. laughs> oh god i don't envy you that
0: <laughs> right and i find it funny that even though his version of dressing up is not too dressed up for me you know he's just wearing like a dark shirt mm-hmm. that's it's kind of like mm-hmm. business casual mm-hmm. i guess Right. And it's still very Torah. Torah dresses dark. That's it. Those are his colors. Earth tone colors. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's interesting. He actually, in 956, he takes out his phone before he even gets a text. He takes out his phone, and then you see he gets a text from Poppy. And Poppy tells him, I'm right outside the building. Are you there yet? I hope it's okay that I'm dressed completely down. You're not in some kind of formal shirt and pants, right? She's anxious, right? And, of course, mm. the panel is literally says, kind of formal shirts and pants, you know, showing what he's wearing. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I loved that fourth wall break. I was like, oops, sorry, Poppy. Um, I want to go back just really quick, just cause I find that it's hilarious. So I listened to the podcast episode for the hair tuck today and y'all were talking about how Toro was having trouble with Google maps. And I think it was a, a As- that brought up that he, he has like giant hands mm-hmm. and you really get to see that here. Like, cause these are not small phones. And his thumb takes up like half the freaking screen. I'm like, well, no wonder he can't use Google
0: Maps. He has giant fingers. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm literally taking it out my own and I'm comparing my thumb in, in regards to <laughs> in contrast to his.
2: Yeah, like my my thumb doesn't even remotely cover that much ground on my screen.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I think I have big hands. I think mine are just a little smaller than his relative to the screen. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we're so crazy by the way. Anywho, sorry sidebar yeah no I, i'm like hmm, i really take a picture and send it to you guys the side by side yeah, <laughs> <my> <laughs> god. where's the ruler
2: <laughs> right mm.
0: oh my god
2: and then of course he sees her and like I, I really love this shot uh where he's you know he's in a this position of power looking down on her and i i don't think like he's he's emotionally looking down on her but Uh, I just thought it was an interesting shot that Lily put in there um, because usually like Torah feels like he's kind of at a disadvantage when it comes to people in the real world, in the normal realm, as I call it, Mm -hmm. quote. And, and really, like I said, again, Poppy is existing in his world now where, you know, he's, he's kind of got the upper hand here and he's a little more revered
0: he also is looking he's looking very in control and he has these strong muscular arms Mm -hmm. you know he's that broad chest and she's just looking very lonely and isolated down there
2: yeah yeah and then come the stares of the onlookers this part like I'm not gonna lie like I felt so angry for Poppy I'm like these judgmental (laughs) bastards I'm like could you not um and one of the things I wrote down in my notes as I was looking at it when I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but the the couple where the guy is wearing the sweater and they're like giggling and whispering about her. I'm like, dude, you showed up to this posh restaurant with a freaking sweater. Like, <laughs> screw you. Like, you're not that much better either. <laughs> but I'm just being judgy no, of him right not. now.
1: And, yeah, um, and I really like how Tora looks looking out. He's only yeah he I could tell that he could really feel for her when they're, when oh, those judging sure. people are just whispering and giggling and then Gyu comes in and he just jumps right in and takes action like he always does and then we get to see Giyu yeah. again at the restaurant and it's really funny <laughs>
2: yeah and you notice uh, like one of the things. You know, as Poppy is standing there being judged, I mean, she's obviously cognizant of what's going on around her. She knows that they're whispering and giggling about her. And what I really enjoyed about this progression is that we go from Tora just looking at her very softly to noticing her change in expression and her frustration. Because Poppy, you know, like she her eyebrows just kind of flatten a little bit. And they turn inward, and she's very uncomfortable. You can tell in that in that last panel of her that she's extremely uncomfortable and then you see Torah as he's looking at that happening like he's extremely upset about it like dude is like grinding his teeth he's clenched his jaw um, and his eyebrows just downturn and you know it's I felt it was like this perfect mixture of anger and concern at the same time um again with those micro expressions that lily is just fantastic at doing
0: yeah that's really amazing. Yeah. that was good. and yeah. i feel like what what i see poppy doing is also she puts her phone away the last panel and she just uh-huh. like you, she steals herself she puts her hands in her pockets and looks resolutely like mm-hmm. i'm going to you know i'm going to get through this i'm going to handle it I can get through yeah. and it's that inner strength again. She's definitely uncomfortable but she also is resolute. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then Gyu kind of pops in um, and it cracks me up because I guess like Gyu ha- clearly has multiple jobs. <laughs> this is where we start finding out that he's got like side hustles everywhere. Um. And I guess Tora didn't know that he worked there, which is really funny because I guess you, you would think that they are better friends than that. But uh, uh, he's sitting there having this conversation with you and he's like, how many restaurants do you work at? And he's like, dude, I'm just low man on the totem pole. I don't you know, I've, i I got to keep you know, I got to keep hustling to to get my money. And he's, There's never too much money to be made. <laughs> I was like, dude is trying to claw to the top. And this is the, one of the first indications, like other than obviously Tora being mentioned that he's loaded, that you know he's a higher ranking member in the clan.
1: yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was really um, funny too. They just you know I, with the, what Lily Dusk does she you know before the, those few pa- last few panels, it's really dark and intense, and then she brings in the humor, so I don't know how she does I don't know how she manages to do it it's just it's an art.
2: Yeah, she really does know when to like insert that little bit of humor uh, in each piece. So I completely agree with you there, Anne. Um, And like the other thing that I noticed, um, just kind of looking through the artwork, um, Poppy is in this, you know, in this environment where it's very cool toned, dark, um, kind of depressing looking, if I'm really being honest. And... Tora's is in a, a space that's a little bit more warmly lit, which is interesting because usually it's flip flopped. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, mm-hmm. this is one of those situations where I felt like, you know, Lily is turning their worlds around here. Where, like I said, Torah, this is this is his domain, this is his realm, and she's entering into it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: and one thing that's interesting that. About- Victoria is so intent on looking at, at Poppy that he doesn't even notice it's uh-huh. talking to him for a while. You know, he's like, first, all, right. oh, is you guys here yet? No. And then he says, "Like, wait, hold it. And then he's like, you? And that, that yeah. he, takes him a while. He's too busy with, you know, looking at Poppy.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's really concerned for her.
0: Right. And then you see here, you, you know, Gyu clearly does not have a lot of money because he's like, what about the steaks you ordered? And if we're leaving mm-hmm. now, we have them but he's he's hey and if anybody's
2: ever worked for a restaurant you know this is exactly how it goes um because if if an order doesn't get picked up the staff take it (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm.
2: because it's already been made because i i used to do takeout at a restaurant when i was a teenager and uh it's for real that's that's what you end up doing because like you're not making a ton of money um and you know obviously you know i think you is a little bit younger than torah And we find out later on that he is. Um, And so I think like he's just kind of in that early stage of, you know, I can't really afford much of anything. So if you're not going to eat it, I'll totally take it off your hands.
1: I like how Torah was generous. just like have at it. It's just, that's nice. I feel like Torah, I I honestly thought that was very generous of Torah too. um, Mm Because I, you know, I don't like having food go to waste either. And yeah.
2: Oh, for sure. For sure. And then uh, what cracks me up is like you bring that up and he goes from being generous with like stuff like food, which is, you know, I guess for him, that's okay. Um, But the minute that you asks about his hat and borrowing his hat. And of course we saw this earlier when Quincy asked to borrow the hat. um, And he just gets so pissed off about it. He's like, what the hell is up with you freeloaders and wanting to get my, you know, wear my hat, get your own.
1: Oh, that's a good point. (laughs)
2: So, like, I guess when, um, and this also kind of speaks to when you um, was, or no, not you, Quincy was telling uh, Tora, like, women don't like possessive men. So again, we're getting this kind of sense of possessiveness of like the few things that he does have.
1: Got it.
0: Right, and he doesn't strike me as the kind of person who's into physical possessions based on like his apartment. But I guess you know, right, that does mean something to him.
2: Yeah, I I think like with the more personal stuff, the more the things that are more a part of him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, not to like get on a car kick again, but dude has an STI. Those are not cheap vehicles. They are very nice cars. Um, That's the name of a car? Yeah, it's a Subaru STI. The red one. Um, The red car,
1: Patty? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, his red car. That's what it is. And uh, so, I mean, those are really nice cars. And it's something like where, you know, he, it's, it's kind of his personal space. Um It helps him kind of get from one place to another, but also like he has a guitar and, you know, some, some of the things that he does own are important to him and he wants to hang on to them. Um They're also very portable. So like, I know we talked in a few episodes where, you know, he doesn't have a lot of, I think it was that episode, where we see his apartment, and like he doesn't have a lot of personal possessions, but the things that he does have, he can take and go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And then he also clarifies to, to value he's like, it's the one that's wearing it, making a badass him straight. Mm-hmm. Like, not that. Yep. And then he says, you know, look at you, I gotta go. And it looks like he's in the middle of texting, you know, texting Poppy, but. And then, you know, Gyu asks him, he was like, I was actually going to ask where you do your uh, ink touch ups. How do you get them looking so vibrant? And Taurus starts responding. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't, which I was wondering, what was he going to say? He's going to say he doesn't get ink touch ups? Hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. He says that he doesn't get them, which, you know, if, if you do a tattoo right, you shouldn't need touch ups. Um, and of course, we find out later that uh, our boy Gyu, he's, he's got some prison looking tats. Mm-hmm. Like they're just these little chintzy cheap um, <laughs> tattoos. Um and, and bless his heart like dude's got to save up to get some better ink I hope he covers those up someday
1: or <laughs> um, something else
2: but uh, yeah, the, but that also what that does is it cues Tora into figuring out like oh crap my tats are showing and Ooh, what we
0: know so from it's so interesting I didn't realize
2: yeah Mhm. Yeah, so that's that's another reason why he changes. It's not just to like of course he wants to make Poppy feel a little more comfortable because he's he's deciding to meet her somewhere else. Um but he's also, you know, he he wants to keep his identity secret because when he picked when he saved her from the the tree mm-hmm. fall, she saw his tattoos. She saw his ring and his bracelet. Um and so he's got to cover it up
1: that's a good one i I totally missed that thank you for that i mean theoretically i think maybe he could roll
0: his shirt sleeves down but maybe it is a Mm three-quarter sleeve shirt (laughs) i seem
2: to remember lily saying that that it was a three-quarter sleeve that he couldn't roll it down
0: Mm -hmm. wow we're like we're so obsessed it's crazy
2: (laughs) 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 yes we are we are down to the minute details
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so now this this is actually leads to a hilarious moment because he's like Gayu, do you have something on my side one of you have something in my size and then you know gaiu kudos to gaiu here he knows how to use comedic timing and he pauses mm-hmm. he Doesn't immediately answer him he wants to be in control he's like get one of your own you
1: feel <laughs> right and, yeah
2: <laughs> what, what i love
0: about this oh no, go ahead Iris. i you know
1: and i like that they're comfortable enough for him to say something like that and him not worrying or you not worrying that Tor is going to beat him up and I just I guess it kind of lends itself to the whole they are pretty good friends or they are comfortable with each other like mm-hmm. that, so it was nice. I mean, I wouldn't say that to you Tora. I'm afraid that he would punch me or something, but <laughs> right.
2: right, well, and like he's shown a a few times that he doesn't really like well, I guess we find out later episodes that he doesn't really think much of some of the lower ranking gang members, like of course he's. He's more of a leader within the gang, which is what we find out later on. Um, so I would, you, you read my mind, Ann Rose. Um, mm-hmm. He really does have a more personable relationship with Torah, um, and that just totally speaks to it because you like totally clapped mm-hmm. back on him, and I just thought it was hilarious.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get that like, kind of these like bristle marks from Torah. It's like I'll pay you for it. Mm-hmm. again. <laughs> Now, Poppy is still standing outside, and she's like, he hasn't gotten back yet. And now she's like, oh, if there's a dress code. And she's like, she kind of gave up hope. She's like, well, I'll, I'll try to go inside, make my way in. And then finally, she gets a text. And, you know, you see that it's 1010, 10, right? So she's been waiting there for like 15 minutes. And then Tora his curt, you know, Kurt Tone. He's like, cross the street on your right, turn left, first door. It'll be open when you get there. I'll be there in 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And
2: which I didn't realize this before, but when I was reading back through and looking at this text, like, of course we find out where they're meeting next, but it dawned on me because I was like, wait a second, maybe this place wasn't open. Cause I'm like, why would it take him so long? Like, would, why wouldn't he just send her there to begin with? And I'm thinking like, well, maybe he had to text mm. them and say, Hey, can you guys open up? Mm. Because he says the phrase like "it'll be open when you get there," like the place was closed to begin with.
1: Ah, uh, it's a good point. because yeah, wow, I was one. just like, "Wow, Alice." I mean, the restaurant that the the new restaurant that he intends to take her to. I was just like, "Wow, it's open late because it's 10. I mean, most restaurants mm-hmm. most restaurants close at around nine, so pull in all the stops for her.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm.
1: It- it also helped me kind
2: of figure out something that happens later on in the series, so I'm I'm kind of excited about it because I was racking my brain as to why it happened, and and now I'm like, okay, that makes more sense.
0: Mm.
2: But I, I may have to leave that as a comment yes. later on. Yeah, I'm curious about that. I don't
0: even know what you're talking about. Yeah, so- me too. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> I, I'm that stealthy with it. Um, it. Essentially, the the owner of the establishment has some words with torah and then something else happens <laughs> um, and i was wondering what words the owner of the establishment was having with torah at the time um and this kind of helped me figure it out it may not be true but like that's i guess i could have a minor tinfoil about it
1: mm-hmm. I think. that would explain that kind of would explain their exchange if the, if you're, if you're yeah. talking about that and that would make sense Cause I thought that was just the nature of their relationship, but if because of the last minute, you know, if it's mm-hmm. okay. But sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Mindy. Yeah. <laughs> Cause again, if you've, no, it's okay. Cause like if you've ever worked in a
2: restaurant, you hate with a passion, those people who walk in like 10 minutes before closing mm-hmm. and like, well, yeah, because you're, you're yeah, cleaning yeah. up. You're you're getting everything prepped for the next day, and people waltz in ten minutes before closing, and you're like, "Really? I have to get everything back out again." Like, have you ever been worked back in a kitchen? That's that's mm-hmm. how it is. Yeah. Been, so
0: uh,
2: gentle PSA: Don't be those people, <laughs> folks.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, that would explain why the owner was wearing what she was wearing when we mm-hmm. see her.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay. Sorry, guys. I got us off on a tangent. No, no,
0: no. <laughs> So now she's like, that. he changed his mind? And now she's nervous. She says, what kind of place is that? And she's nervous because I think, mm-hmm. she thinks, you know, this one, Black Swan and Bistro, it's, it's a big place. There's lots of people there. It's She could feel more secure. Very public. Right. She doesn't know what this place is. Who knows how safe it is?
2: Yeah. And he even says that it's in a back alley, which <laughs> is like, I don't know, sets the alarm bells off just a smidge. <laughs>
0: hmm. Yep. Well, she's gonna go, and now we are back to the guy. Apparently, been trying on several shirts, and he's like, Okay, we got one more. The try ons, the largest one, it's already an XL size. We see they're in the locker room. Any bigger, it'll have to be Parker's. You don't want to go there. He doesn't shower for weeks. And you see, two yeah, members. that's a no. Right. And this is a, this next panel is a panel that has had many women very
1: excited. <laughs> Because
2: oh dear god like i almost fell the fuck over when i saw this
1: <laughs> you know what i after rereading this chap this episode and seeing you know i mean not not to be, be not unimpressed but i finally was able to be impressed by the tattoo in the center cuz i didn't notice it before mm-hmm. and i'm like oh that's lily dust doing something significant again i mean right. yeah and i just I'm trying to remember if it means what I think it means, but I don't want to like, say it. I think
0: it's tiger. it means tiger. Okay,
1: the center one. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was wrong. Okay. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. No, no, you're okay. That's all right.
2: Um, but no, like I, I totally get what you're saying. Like this isn't just a thirst-inducing moment. Although I will say, I, I stared at this panel. I'm embarrassed to say I stared at it far too long. <laughs> Um, uh, there's just so much to enjoy about that. Um, yes. but Lily doesn't yes. do it just for thirst inducingness Um, I don't even know if that's a word. Is. This, In is our how, world. this is the impact this panel Inducing. has on me. Inducing. I cannot think of words. <laughs> um, but I mean, clearly it, it shows purpose because he's got another tattoo and this is again, something that's very personal to him
0: right and i was i wonder right when we was we all wonder if torah is his real name is it something that was given to him is it something that he chose was it his parents giving it? yeah vincent giving it to him
2: yeah i i don't think that it's his real name um it's i i know we've talked about this before but it's not uncommon for gang members to have a gang name like a a a, um a tag name is what some of them call it Mm -hmm. uh so I mean, I, I part of me hopes that he chose it,
1: mm. uh,
2: just because he gets so little choice in in everything in his life yeah. that I think that yeah. that would be one thing. And, and
1: I think he might have. And I think sorry, that, but I think oh, he might ahead. have chosen it because I don't mean to go too forward in the next episodes, but like Alice mm-hmm. does say, you call yourself a tiger, maybe mm-hmm. is, yeah. But I, very but true. you know that that's true. Uh, who knows. I don't Yeah.
2: well and and we've talked about this before but you know there's a definite contrast between his his tattoos on his chest and his arms and the one that's on his neck Mm. uh, the and Mm. crest on his neck Um, you know these are really personal um, and I would think that if it was a name given to him by the organization that he might not actually get it tattooed on his back
0: yeah Mm -hmm. I see that I know I didn't yeah.
2: want to if it was a given name from somebody that I don't respect or have love for.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's also the question of was it voluntary, but let's assume it was.
2: That's fair. That's fair. Cause I mean, I think, I think we can glean that the, uh, the Balchman crest is, is not voluntary. I think that was probably forced mm-hmm. on him.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So this, right. So even Gyu. right. You was sitting there looking unimpressed, but he is asking him, he's like, how long did it take you to get this ripped? And when did he start working that anyway? And mm-hmm. you know, Torah is, he's like, eh, he doesn't really care. He's like when you were still playing in the sand pit, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, this is something he really worked on very hard and he's been doing it for many years. And I have to say, I used to work on it, yeah. And I used to see guys like this in the gym all the time. And um, I was never, it's, you know, I never actually built a me, which is, funny like I I went to the gym because I enjoyed it but I actually now that I don't work out so much because of I don't know time and whatever you want to say other focus but I feel so jealous when I see these muscles because it just reminds me of how out of shape I am. (laughs) Anywho
2: well no like and and you have to have like you can you can be healthy and quote in shape and still never achieve that level of rippedness as you calls it.
1: (laughs) because
2: <laughs> i'm like the sheer amount of work he would have to do and of course we find out later that dude like besides doing his job he practically lives at the gym and you pretty much have to to get that kind of
1: figure i, I just want to know um, like, how old is you to how old are you you know I,
2: it, uh, I i don't think it's ever yeah. really stated like we know that torah is 20 26 i believe
0: yeah. Yeah, and
2: next episode right But I don't think it's explicitly stated how old he is. Right,
0: he says that he's pretty twenty six now.
2: But like he was like in his early twenties
0: then.
2: Yeah, that would be my impression. Like really early twenties. May I I think it might be a stretch to say he's in his late Mm. teens. So I'm thinking early twenties. But (laughs) the other thing that's kind of funny here, like of course is having a hard time with the zipper, and I'm just like, it would it like the two achilles heels that he has zippers and technology
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which he, just cracks mean. Me up. he also reminds me of my husband he needs to get very easily stressed out over small things um yeah so insignificant stuff mm-hmm. and also i mean he's borrowing a shirt that is really honestly too small on him so he's just having
1: trouble closing it i mean it's a it's a yeah. jacket I'm complaining. i mean this guy's this guy's a he's a beast it's a jacket that he's and he has nothing underneath because he's just I mean he's hella bulging so
2: yeah. but you, but you know what I, I'm not complaining no. about it I, I'm okay with it he can he can struggle with that zipper a little longer <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and then guy who asks him what you were uh, referencing Patty he says why do you need to cover up mm-hmm. you're not working right now are you because right, he, don't right. work, he has to cover up those tattoos
2: yeah, which I, I'm not gonna lie. Like when we first, when I first read this, I was like, "Is he some sort of like undercover dude? Mm-hmm. Where like can't show his tats?" Because I mean, it's it's very obvious that those are that those are, are mafia tattoos uh, that he has.
0: So Ooh, one's uh, one on his neck, yes, but the other ones, do you think they're They look like mafia tattoos.
2: Well, they are traditional yakuza tattoos. I mean, of course, people outside yakuza can have them. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, to me, it kind of speaks to you know that he's very much in a gang. Mm-hmm.
1: I what I thought was really interesting though was when you had mentioned you know you're covering yourself up. He ha- he just pinpointed right away that I'm like, oh, you're meeting, you're meeting her.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, so I, yeah, yeah,
1: and then he just pauses right there and he gets kind of nervous because he kind of doesn't want anyone to know. But of course, mm-hmm. because he reached out to him to kind of figure out who she right. was, you know, to ID her and stuff.
2: Yeah. And you do kind of have to be careful. Cause I mean, if this establishment that he works at is mob related, like you never really know who's mm-hmm. listening or who's talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, of course I would hope that there wouldn't be recording devices or, or, uh, cameras in the locker room, but you never really know. Um, and so I, I can imagine, like you were saying, Ann Rose, that there's he probably doesn't want to say too much mm-hmm. about her because, of course, he is trying to keep her safe and keep her out of that world. And I mean, he even says it as they're talking further. Uh, that he's like, she's not from our world. I, I don't think that she has anything to do with you know what she's stumbled into. Mm-hmm um and that he's still trying to find things out about her
0: Mm -hmm. and it's interesting that this actually resolves something in the later episode he actually asks her her name and i was like oh i thought i thought you already you know got the information but i see here that he says he hasn't Mm -hmm. gotten into it yet you know he's been working around the clock trying to hack the system for you but he hasn't done it yet but of course it's like after my restaurant shifts are over of course so this guy works hard he works Mm -hmm. a lot yeah he
2: most definitely does um again with all those side <laughs> hustles man he, has so he just never stops working I'm wondering again I wonder when yeah. he sleeps
0: and I love the fact that there's a lot of pauses when, when Giu asks him the question Tora pauses he's thinking carefully mm-hmm. about what to say and I think it's also it's a matter of like emotional importance to him you can see that by the oh, for sure. the, the breaks that he takes and mm-hmm. you know, he says that he suspects that she has something that everyone's after including the big boss and Vincent and his men are trying to get involved and he just doesn't want that
1: Mm-hmm. And you don't see his eyes in this at all, or when he's talking to him. Right. And just, then he kind of faces the door, and then, I i don't know how often Geek and can find themselves alone together to have heart-to-hearts, but the next few panels just kind of had me worrying for dear life upon reading it a second time, because when I rushed through it the first yeah. time, I was just like, oh, okay, something bad happened, but then As you read later on in MPL, I'm just wondering what happened between the two of them. Gio feels Mm -hmm. good to him and Quincy. And I just, I am so scared to find out what happened because I know. And you know, you know it has to be bad. Devastatingly Um. bad. Like haunting, Mm -hmm. it's going to haunt them for life. And. Uh, I don't know. I've, it just—I'm in a world of yeah. just thinking about it. I don't want to think about.
2: it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like when when we started reading this episode, I was like, okay, this is going to be cutesy and mm-hmm. fun, and then we get to this part of the episode, and it just fucking gutted mm-hmm. me. Um, because like, it's it's hard for me to explain, but I feel like this conversation. you and Tora have here could have easily happened in a therapist office and Mm -hmm. it's it's so raw and unscripted and he's just like you know I'm really sorry for what you had to do um I owe you my life and he's like I'll never forget what you guys did for me and then you know, just kind of on the sidebar, you know this really points to why they have the close relationship mm-hmm. that they do mm-hmm. um and we find out that Quincy's more involved than we thought he ever was uh, and so that kind of speaks to that brotherly relationship that he and Quincy have um so clearly whatever has happened has bonded them solidly
0: right.
1: and just uh, there's it's just there's nothing he's, he's there it's just that white background, and the two of them mm-hmm. Almost, you know, just expressionless, nothing else can be said. And I feel yeah. bad for you because he, he'll never be able to let that go, it doesn't seem like it. And the both of them are yeah. just haunted by the past, and it's hard to move yeah. forward from whatever it was. I'm like, not,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's well, and I'm not gonna lie, when when I read this part, like, this is the first time with a non like non movie or TV show because I know for some reason the visuals are just what get me. But this is the first time with a work of fiction like this that I freaking cried. <laughs> and like I usually I'm like, okay, I get why the characters are feeling this way, but like this sucker punched the hell out of me. And you know, I think it's just because, you know, Lily is just so talented with drawing facial expressions and you can see the distress and use face and um you know the the guts she has to have these two very tough mm-hmm. mobster guys mm-hmm. in tears over mm-hmm. something like if if that doesn't impact you if that doesn't you know have some sort of emotional effect on you um you might want to go to therapy <laughs> <laughs> because like i just i don't know my humanity just like took a hit man watching them cry over this um, and I have a feeling that whenever we do find out what happened, it's it's going to tear our hearts out and stomped into little pieces.
0: And it's right, just, and it's just the
1: be- sorry, God. go ahead.
0: Sure. So whatever happens here, like you said, you know, we know that Quincy did it, but it's Torah and Quincy had to do something, mm-hmm. and they had to do something they didn't want to do to protect, to save his life. Yeah, which is like, what yeah. did they do? Yeah,
2: well, and you know that that Gyu was there for it, because he's talking about later on how he can't get it out of his head. He sees it every day.
1: You know, I'm thinking that, not to go too much into it, but you had posted something on Patreon, Patty, and I won't mention it, but I hope it's not Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you had said, because if it is, that's gonna suck. And it just I shows, know, know. and it just shows like the world that Lily Dusk has made. And I mean, mm-hmm. she's on hiatus, she's—I know she's back, but I mean, mm-hmm. the emotional toll that it takes for these characters to come alive because of all the mm-hmm. backstories, and that it's not just a romance. It just is so multifaceted, and I—I mm-hmm. just there are times I feel like I can't get it out of my head. It's just. It's just too much right. Actually, just after reading an episode. It's just, I was just in that stuck in that world and it's just so, so beautiful and mm-hmm. how she, yeah, I, it just, she sucked us in and I, I don't want to know. I do want to know, but I'm afraid to know.
2: Right. I'm, I'm right there with you. And I really hope that that theory I have is completely wrong. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, Oh God, Oh God, please don't let me be right about that. Please mm-hmm. make sure I'm wrong. Um, because that that will kill me mm-hmm. like emotionally I will you know I was I'm not gonna lie I was despondent after reading this episode <laughs> for a couple of days mm-hmm. I'm like oh it's like the emotional hangover mm-hmm. it was it, you know it was that good and it you know hit me that hard
0: um, yeah you know it's and so. you can see like the contrast Gyu is completely overwrought with his emotions right he's really sopping mm-hmm. he tears all over his face Tora is losing yeah. in control, he, but even he, you know, he pauses. he doesn't respond yeah. he doesn't look around yet at first he his yeah. jaw clenches and he has these tears forming in his eyes and then he looks down mm-hmm. and, you know, he just, you really see those tears clearly in his uh, it is hard. Oh yeah, he's, he's emotion stuffing here, big time and, you know, but he does he turns around, he doesn't turn around he just says, let it go, Ronzo it's all in the past now and mm-hmm. he leaves and you see you know Gyu kind of hazily in the background says stop calling you ronzo god it and i'm so curious because he has him as ronzo in his phone but he calls him Giyu, so what is he what mm-hmm. who is the deal with his ronzo yeah it's ronzo yeah I, he... I have
2: a feeling that's gonna be just as heartbreaking when we find out what happened with that
0: is ronzo like a, a lost colleague some a friend of theirs that died is he a twin? Did mm-hmm. he look like him? Did he adopt his identity? It's like, what happened?
2: Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about him adopting someone else's identity. That would be, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be one hell of a of a twist, that's for sure.
0: But I have to also say, you know, Toro's response shows he's he wants to like kind of like make you feel better. It's like let it go. It's all in the past, you know. He's trying yeah. to he's trying to let him move on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe not the most yeah emotionally healthy way of processing it, but he just does want he wants him to forgive himself in the in the, in a way.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm really glad that you know we saw these these sorts of scenes like this one and and the garage talk with Quincy early on in the comic because I think it's really easy to just see Tora as this guy, like if you didn't have those scenes and you didn't know like how, what he was thinking and how he was feeling about it, it, it's very easy to like shove him off as this dick gangster guy who, you know, is, is not very um, thoughtful about the people around him, but you know, it's, it's easy to see him as cold and unfeeling, but you know, the fact that he's, Standing there, probably in intense discomfort, and in having this conversation with you, uh, really speaks to how much he does yeah, care. I,
1: I felt, I really felt oh, oh, that when oh, he was oh, just oh, like, well, yeah. "Let it go. It's all." It. I don't think he was trying to sound dismissive because you know, Torah seems to be mm-hmm. like a man of a few words, and so I, I right. thought it was, very, I was, it was very touching. I've, have really felt that. Yeah. I felt, I just feel so bad for both of them, and I thought it was kind of funny though when he said, "Stop calling me Ronzo." damn! I thought it was supposed yeah. to be a funny thing, but this whole multiple identity something else. You know, on, mm-hmm. on the f- cell phone bar, or the profile of Gyu, it's a it's a gorilla or something, so I thought mm-hmm. Ronzo, maybe he calls him Ronzo because it has something to do with that, but I don't... It could be something. I don't know. I'm just speculating.
0: Hmm. And, and I'm yeah. going to Google Ronzo. I'm looking at, up Ronzo now, but I don't see mm-hmm. anything in particular so i don't know yeah nothing nothing comes up but anyway we see whatever you know torah when he comes out of that out of that locker room he's running you know this is a very emotional moment for him he needs to run to shake that emotion out of him and then it's a very beautiful scene by the way it's like you see there they're by the by the water and then there's like this landscape Uh the skyline and it's just really pretty it reminds me of like obviously i live near new york and there's the skyline of New York, like Jersey city is a place I go to a lot. And it's just gorgeous. You know, there's the water and the yeah. skyline. I love it. Very happy. I moved back to the East coast. But anyway, um, you know, you, you see, we see some of his thoughts. He says, big bro, how do you let go of something? And his head is down, down on his lap. It's just, he's very, he's despairing. And he says, how do you let go of something when you're reliving it every single day in your head? So whatever it was, it was, it's so impactful that they think about it. He thinks about it every single day. Mm.
2: Yeah. And I think what I really love about Tora's response here is that I think in the role of like the macho male guy, it's really easy to just dismiss it and say, dude, whatever, get over it. It's in the past. Um, or, or to go into fix it mode. And that fix it mode is like, oh, well, here, let me figure out how I can or like this is how I deal with it kind of thing. And he tells him straight up like, I don't know. He's like, I'm still trying to figure this all out myself.
0: And by the way, did you notice this is all in their thoughts. So to me, I know Lily at some point said that when she talks about Naren and people ask, like, where is Naren set? She says, you know, Naren is a mm-hmm. fictional place. And in, she says she sees it a, li- a little bit of a supernatural way. And this here does show that because, well, first of all, there's the dots are connected thing. That's like a bit of a supernatural thing. But here, Giyu is right. looking to himself in his head and Torah is responding in his head. So to me, that's like some kind of spiritual element going on here. It's not, oh, that's it's not interesting because there. I thought
2: they were actually having the conversation. Mm-hmm.
0: So you know, But the, these, this like bubble with all the lines around it, that's when people are thinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, good point. And it just shows how connected they are mentally mm-hmm. with that, with whatever anguish mm-hmm. it is that they're having to relive and deal with and figure out how to find the answers to move on which I don't know how they'll be able to do that, but maybe through forgiveness, you know, and
2: that's, that, that's a big journey. That's a huge journey. Right.
0: And, um, the rationalist, and that's
2: kind of why I like how he talks about, you know, this is, this is maybe just, this is just how it is for people like us. We have to stumble through the dark and, uh, hopefully that one day we see the light. Um, I know I'm paraphrasing that there, Mm -hmm. but, you know, that was, to me, that was one of the most impactful uh, lines in the whole comic Mm -hmm. uh, from start Mm -hmm. to finish. Um, You know, like, I know we're only like 43 episodes in at this point, but I mean that those lines still stick with me even to this day. And I think about it in terms of, you know, when I'm reading and, you know, the way that Torah sees Poppy as this Mm -hmm. light Um, you know, and I, I love the way that, you know, as he's, you know, as he's stating these lines and we see him running through the city, um, and, you know, he, he stops. And again, like you were talking about Mindy, he does these pauses, um, and as he's, he's looking at her and he says that last line is, you know, stumble through the dark, wondering if one day we'll get to see the light. Well he just stumbled his way
0: to his life yeah she's uh he was running around you see the expression on his face he's looking anxious he's looking flustered he's mm-hmm. he looks in control right but there's that one episode one panel where he's his eyes are wide open his hair is flying he's out of control you know he's, mm-hmm. he, he's been unsettled mm-hmm. and and now yeah he's looking at her and this he's still in the dark he's in the shadow it's cool toned but she's there mm-hmm. looking at she's bringing she sees the beauty in life you know she's Outside this restaurant yeah. with a warm tone to the light, and she's and the light is reflected on him as he's looking at her intensely, and you know mm-hmm. she's, she's sniffing at this, she's looking at this this uh, beautiful tree. She sees the beauty wherever she goes. Yeah,
2: she really does. And I loved the blending of the colors here in this panel, where you know where she's looking up at that light, and he's just standing there looking at her. Um. Because the, to me, this is the perfect representation of their worlds colliding mm-hmm. and intermingling. Um, I just, I love that panel so, so much.
0: Mm-hmm. And I see even like the shadow over his eyes to me, it's, yeah, of course, right. it's physical. Yeah, that's the shadow is Cap is casting over. But to me, like a Cap represents any shadow over your eyes is some kind of hiding yourself, hiding your vision. There's a lot of like symbolism mm-hmm. here. So even when casting is casting, right. him, he isn't fully illuminated. He still has a shadow over his eyes. He still mm-hmm. can't see clearly. He still doesn't see the world in a completely light tone. There's a lot of transformation that has to happen before he can be like Poppy, before he can see the world in that way. He's still a person in right. and shadows.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you if you take the phrase, you know, the eyes are the, when the gateway see. to the soul, you know, that tells me that he has a lot of darkness in his soul, that it's not... I mean, I, that can't be all that there is, obviously, but you know that he because you know there's part of, there's part of his face where his eyes are, where there, there's a little bit of light that touches mm-hmm. them. Um, and so there's there's a little bit of both here, and I, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that that was just how I read it.
1: Like just you can see the the intent and the focus in his gaze, mm-hmm. even? as you and as you, Patty and Mindy were saying he is shrouded in the dark that he's fixated on the light which is Poppy and you know he has kind of I, I feel like he's in tunnel vision right now when it comes to her oh yeah so you know it's that's ah, just ah.
2: he's transfixed by her and, <laughs> yeah. and who could blame mm-hmm. him I mean she's gorgeous
1: mm-hmm.
0: and also
2: you he- know and she's just this her expression in that last panel is just so lighthearted and curious to me
0: Mm -hmm. even right she's been we know that she had a very stressful day we know that she's scared of meeting him Mm -hmm. but even despite her stress and and, you know at this Mm -hmm. new place where she doesn't know she's still able to look at this and come meet it with a smile and she's reaching out towards it she has hope right she's Mm
1: -hmm.
0: looking towards the future and grabbing it you know we know that you know she went from the city she's adventurous she's bold she moved into the city moved into a job she faces life with hope, optimism, and with ambition. Yeah, She reaches out for things.
1: So true.
0: And this is what Torah, Torah gravitates to. You know, he's pretty hopeless at this point in his life. He doesn't have faith in yeah. himself and faith in, in his abilities. And he's gravitating towards copy. Tor- and, you know, I'm going to, like, I, yeah. I, const- I know I constantly mention my husband here in our relationship, but I really, I really, really mm-hmm. do this. You know, my husband, I, I say all the time, he not the most, uh, the best circumstances. He did not have a very positive childhood. And, um, he, you know, I would say hopelessness is kind of like the, the, the default mode for him. And I Mm -hmm. had a very positive childhood and my default mode is optimism. And I know that there's so many subconscious forces that draw people to each other, but I am pretty sure that he subconsciously was attracted to me because I have that security and that stability and that you know optimism in life that he doesn't have
2: yeah and, it definitely is a balance for sure
1: and you know uh, what is um, just I'm going back to the banner from this week's webtoon and there is one that says op- the one the whole opposites attract that's the tagline for the MPL banner on webtoon for this week so there's that as you were saying Mindy just what the mm-hmm. other doesn't have that the other they how they complement
2: each other and just yeah and it's it's not not that I'm like huge into doing couples therapy but it's very common uh in like when people are doing couples therapy that um one of the first things you talk with them about is you know what is it that you fulfill in each other you know there's there's it's almost like a puzzle piece you know the the areas where you're deficient that person fills that in and that's what attracts you to them in the first place. Um, You know, and, and just speaking from my own personal experience, you know, Mindy, I had uh, similar issues growing up um, uh, that your husband did because like my, my uh, my household was much more negative and, you know, it wasn't all bad. You know, they were supportive in a lot of different ways, but you know, our default mode was just very negative. And so that's kind of the lens through, through I, through which I see in the world. And, you know, it it took a lot of work and, you know, surrounding myself with people who aren't like that to get my brain out of the, well, everything's going to go to shit mode. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's why I really, like for me, when I, when I read this comic, I'm like, I get that. I get that feeling of just like, well, this is all it's ever going to be. Um, and then you, when you surround yourself with people who have, um, sorry guys, I'm getting a little uh, wound That's up here. Okay. But, okay.
1: uh,
2: <laughs> but when you, when you surround yourself with people who, that they, that they give of themselves mm-hmm. in that way to you, um, it's just, it's really, it's really profound and it it can, Definitely change how
1: you see the world. Thank you, Patty. That was beautiful. Thank you. Uh,
0: Amen. Sorry, God. Amen. Yeah. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. This is, This is. No, this it's is okay. Amazing.
2: No, I just I didn't expect that. But you know, just kind of thinking about, um, thinking about how that really has, you know, it, it's when when you when you surround yourself with people like that, you know, they can't help but influence. Yeah how you think and how you feel about the world and you start to gravitate towards each other. You, you kind of like, when you're in a relationship, you kind of meet each other in the middle. Like my husband, he's, he's very happy to go lucky. And he's very, he's very much a, a positive person and he sees, you know, everything sunny side up. And of course I'm a little bit opposite of that. And so we just kind of gravitate towards the middle and he's helped me, um, you know, see more positive things. Things in life, um, and that not everything has to be, not everything's gonna go to hell just because you think it will.
0: Wow. wow. I'm very moved. Sorry. Oof. Goodness. I mean, that was so,
1: no, that was so beautiful. And I love how it just, what your points, what you were saying, Patty, about how people influence your way of thinking in a good way and just who you surround yourself with. And Mindy, I mean, you were you know willing to open yourself up about your family your husband's past and it's just it's just the beautiful world that Lily Dusk has made for us to be open and vulnerable connect with these beautiful characters it's just yeah I just it, it's just something magical with what she's done and it's she's a genius and what I'm just curious as to how how this is all gonna pan out? How I'm, yeah. how I'm gonna be okay after this, and just all that, all the lessons that I've learned too, you know, from mm-hmm. from this and that. Even if, even though Taurus seems super dark, and Poppy is his light. Later down the line with the episodes, you find that it could be the opposite too, and so of each of who they are, that one also has darkness, and the other also has the light. So. they're both interchangeable but oh absolutely but thank you you know for all this thank you for all this insight and honesty it's just it's nice to know that we all have shared experiences and and just Mm -hmm. being okay and just learning to just move forward and 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 just surrounding ourselves with positive energy and i just it's and just thank you for that
2: yeah it's Well, and I know that like the community at large, you know, we've, you know, we talked about this a little bit on Patreon and Facebook, you know, one of the things that we did while Lily was on hiatus is we really just wanted Mm -hmm. to reach out to her and and tell her a little bit about, you know, how important her work Mm -hmm. is and how much we appreciate it. And I was just blown away um, at the responses and, and how, you know, each one of us has kind of taken something away
0: mm-hmm. from
2: this uh, personally and you know something something to be grateful for and to be thankful for and who knew you could get something like that from a
0: work
1: of fiction absolutely
0: so as someone who has, I've always been obsessed with literature my very my very first aspiration was I wanted to be a writer I knew that since I was around five five six and I first started reading and I yeah because literature is something that reflects our lives. Right. Not everyone has this. Not everyone's into fiction. Not, that's not everyone's thing. But for a lot of right. people, the way that we process our own feelings and we learn more about ourselves and the relationships that we have and the world around us and different personalities is through fiction. Um, I know like for I tended to be a little narrow-minded and I, I really work hard on trying to understand that people are different mm-hmm. and fiction does help yeah. you think that. And, you know, it's trying to really see the world through other people's eyes. Um, that's you know, a really great point. Yes. Yeah. Just, you know, people in different circumstances, you know, we're all limited, right? We all have, we all grew up in, in one kind of home and one kind of community, one country, one time period, one culture. Mm -hmm. But if we, the more we read from other people's perspectives, you know, I used to read a lot of historical fiction. So you're exposed to different ways of thought, different ways of life, different ways of emotional experiences. And, you know, it's like with Midnight Populand, the more, the more I'm reading this, the more the characters become so real to me. And like they I really get so concerned for them. And like they're Mm -hmm. just more layers of depth illuminated with the characters. And you know, I start seeing them not as just these characters that are, you know, they're for my entertainment. They're Mm -hmm. like real people and I'm really concerned. You know, I see the the good, the bad, Mm -hmm. the ugly, the you know, the realness. They're like my friends. They're like us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And And even though I know like one of the things that I was commenting on Patreon with the most recent episode um, was that, you know, a lot of this, what's happened is, is really crazy. And like this, this would probably never happen in the real world. Like what are the chances of somebody like Poppy meeting somebody like Torah? It's, it's highly unlikely, but I think what really grabs us is not, not the insanity of what's going on in their lives, but how they respond to it and how they interact with each other—that's what's real to me. That's what's uh, that's what gets me and and hooks me. Um, it's it's the way that Lily tells the story. It's the way that she humanizes these characters. They're not just they're to me they're not just these these two D um, representations of what human humanity is like. It's it's. It's raw and it's real
1: and
0: I think- so the beginning, yeah. you mentioned like how how likely is it that this would happen when back when I lived um, in the south so I worked together with somebody um, I worked at a restaurant actually and I worked together with someone who was from a different state and he and his wife they actually both worked at the place they had been members of opposing gangs or their families had been members of opposing gangs and they met yeah. and fell in love and the gang wanted to like i don't remember which i think the other guy like, her gang wanted to kill him for being in love with her mm-hmm. they had to move away they i think they changed their identities they aren't in touch with their oh, family wow. because they were in love and they couldn't be in love in that in that situation with their opposing gang so they left their whole life cut ties wow. with their family and started a new life
2: that is crazy i mean i i i guess these things could happen for sure i mean anything's possible yes
1: Uh, What Um, I, you know, I don't want to delve too deeply into Lily's life, because I know she's very private. But I just because she says that what she wrote, at least from what I gathered on Patreon, is from her own life experiences and how she was in, you know, a a dark place in her life, Patty, as you were saying, or as you were mentioning Mindy about your husband, and I just wonder, like, how did they come out of that? You know, like, how did she end up? Lily's very inspiring I don't know very much about her but she's created this world and it's it gives people like myself hope I just hope Lily's okay and everything because it's super raw everything that she does she draws the coloring the the choice and how she represents things it's just I don't know what it's it's just so much but yeah I really enjoyed this episode thank you for I really liked it.
2: Thanks. Yeah, it really does bring out a lot. Um, still one of my favorites and probably will be mm-hmm. one of my favorites till the end of
0: this series. <laughs> I have no doubt. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Thank you so, so much, Patty and Ann Rose, for coming and for sharing and for really bringing your whole self to this podcast and that's what makes you know I, I love this podcast and i love doing every episode and i'm just i feel like i gain so much in in wisdom from hearing everybody so thank mm-hmm. you so 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 much yeah.
1: thank you mindy thank, well, thank you, you for having us i, I love being on here thank you have a wonderful well, day we'll have you again <laughs> bye
0: now okay. bye bye thank you